Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Going great. We have somebody in the studio with us this evening. We do. For a change. John Van Berger's not with us tonight. He's uh, a tad under the, <laughs> under the weather. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long night. Joining us this evening is our buddy, Alan Drummond. How you doing, Alan? Hey, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure being had. Um, <laughs> so a couple of years ago, Alan, this week, we were busy driving and talking. No, that was last night. Was that last Two night? years ago tonight, we were drinking beer out of boots in a polka bar in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> at Canoe Copia 2019. Those were the good old days. Those were the glory days. I've heard With so Jim Baird. With Jim Baird and Matt Olson from... Dwayne, Dwayne Sante, camping yeah. family. Dwayne Sante, um, yeah. There's a lot of people in that room that night. Yeah. Um, uh, the guys from um, Cocapelli were there. Cocapelli. Uh, uh, Werner Paddles were there. From Paddling Magazine across the other side of the restaurant. There's just, just kind of the, a lot of people from the paddle sports industry were there. Yeah, I did not a expect a polka this. band. And it was filled with the uh, university students having a fantastic time yeah. as university students <laughs> do around big, Bootfuls of beer, sixty yeah. ounce bootfuls of beer. W- wasn't there? A, it was a whoever drank the last. Uh, there was something to do with the boot. There's a whole th- yeah. You couldn't put it on the table. It had to go past from one person to another person. There's all sorts of rules, and if you violated the rules, you had to pay for it or something. I didn't pay for a single one, so apparently I knew the rules at the time. Apparently, <laughs> same boot, all the same boot, same boot. Yeah, that was clearly pre-COVID. When you could do things like sharing, a, sharing an alcoholic boot, a boot. But no, it was a uh, good times. It was uh, yeah. that was a great weekend. So as you've, as you've talked about on the podcast before, I, I've heard complaints about the drive. And like the people in the back. I was seat. awake. <laughs> Will you people stop talking up there? I made sure Alan <laughs> stayed awake the entire trip. Alan and I talked about more topics <laughs> on that drive there and back than I probably had conversations with people that entire year. But he stayed awake the entire time, both That's ways. <laughs> it was entertaining. Yeah, it was a great weekend. It, uh, it's a shame that, um, you know, it had to be canceled. I guess about. Two days from now, last, no, so a day from now, last year, no, I guess, okay, this is, we're taping on Tuesday, this airs on Thursday, everybody's listening to it on Thursday, so. We keep that yes, part a secret. I know, that's why I'm whispering. It's always so, pretended to be yes, live. So, everybody, Thursday, so, everybody thinks it's live. <laughs> you press the button, there's, there's a light that goes on on our computers. Oh, somebody's listening, let's start talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you're listening to this, a day ago last year, we were at Drums and Flats for the real power oh, yes. film festival the film festival right um and then a d- tomorrow a year ago me and my friend burger were on our way to canoe copia um which still at that point hadn't canceled but the nba season had been canceled at that point um and i other was himin and han you were himin and han about yeah. coming and yeah. then burger and i were in um not East Lansing, a little Kalamazoo, Michigan, um, having dinner with our friend um, at the Spanish Tapas Bar. And like literally every 10 minutes, I was checking my phone to see the Canucopia updates because it was. It was updating yeah. every 10 minutes. And there was a lot of scuttlebutt about canceling, not canceling, canceling, not canceling. And then finally, I think about 8.30 uh, Eastern, it was like Darren finally had to pull the plug. And and then we turned around and came home to empty shelves of toilet paper. and <laughs> Yeah, yes. all that yes. kind of, like just 
the world in anarchy. It was so his should have asked across the border. I'm curious, buddy. did anybody run out of toilet paper this year and last year? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Do fingers count as toilet paper? <laughs> We're no, recording I, right now. I you don't. Know. <laughs> if there's a weird edit in the podcast at this point, Sean just mentioned wiping his butt with his fingers. Now there's going to be it two edits. It could be anybody. <laughs> Survivalists are out there, buddy. We're not uh, them. I'm not. I like three ply. <laughs> no matter where on the planet I am. You use some paper towels. Uh, yeah, that was just. Just weird. Yeah, because it was, what, the 19th of March? I started yeah. working from home last year. It, it would have, yeah, well, yeah. Mid, mid-March. Depending on where you were on the planet, different things were happening at different yeah. times. But yeah, I was him and Han, and it was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and hope for the best. Yeah, you were and driving, then, weren't you? No, no. Because you were almost on the way solo, heading for the yeah. border or something. When I was loading the truck and do I go? Do I? And then all of a sudden it came through. Yeah, we're closing. Mm-hmm. We're closing it. It's not going to happen. And uh, I, well, at least I hadn't crossed the border at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had. Yeah. And it's well, funny that you asked border guard because earlier that day, the president of the United States had closed the borders to European travelers, except the United Kingdom and Ireland, mm-hmm. um, closed it to China. So going across the U.S. border guard, kind of in a jovial manner, was like, has anybody been overseas lately? And literally two days prior to that, the morning of the Drums and Flats Paddling Film Festival, I just returned from a trip to England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. And I'm like, well, I just got back from England two days ago. He's like, oh, no, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I- coming back into Canada later that evening, um, the guy could have cared less that I'd been we'd been anywhere yeah um, one of the easiest border crossings I've had so apathetic it wasn't funny my wow wow how <laughs> things have changed now then what they know now <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you would still be over there we could have kept him out you could have kept him <laughs> that close that close you were this close to living with John Van Berger <laughs> no drinking beer and eating cheese no <laughs> But Jan's nice. I love Jan. And I think Jan loves me, even though John tells her lies about me often. <laughs> John I still tells lies she, about I still everybody. she li- likes me. Yeah. Because um, unlike most people, I have met her, so she isn't fictional. Really? <laughs> I have met her. I have I, 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 um, We paddled with the manatees two years ago in Florida. Oh, okay. 2019, oh, right, and right, right, uh, right. when they were down there for their anniversary right. and Well, stuff. for all we know, though, that John paid you money to say that you've met her. <laughs> or paid her to be there. Yeah. And, and say who she was to me. Yeah. But yeah. I love so, John. Yeah. We, we still don't know, really. So I'd, live with, I'd live with John and Jan as long as John wasn't home. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds logical Which, to me. Which, giving his <laughs> plans is a lot of the time, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> we should move on before this gets before weird. We get, well, I'm weird. I was, weird. I, was weirder. <laughs> I was talking to John earlier, and he says, "No matter what Alan says, just on on Dispute any of the it. topics, just say John doesn't agree with that." <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> anything kayak related, John doesn't agree with you. So we'll, we'll know that now. Um. Do, do, do. What have you got planned, Derek? Anything been happening lately? Planned? Planned or anything been going on? Or 
Well, uh, there's uh, there's various trips I'm we're have I have in the works for this year. Uh, you know the the uh, Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run. Have you guys decided where you're going yet? We have informally discussed it previously. Like the Noir River got cut short mm-hmm. because Martin, yeah, went over a waterfall. But, uh, <laughs> but the laughter is because I leaned forward to the microphone to do a weird sound effect, but I resisted. I took a drink of water instead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this year, w- at, uh, last fall, we had uh, discussed uh, doing uh, the Coulange uh, crossover to the Noir. Yeah. So finish Noir, but we're going to also do the Coulange River as well. So it'll be a bit longer of a trip than we're used to, but uh, it's it's one of the options that we've been thinking about, but it really depends on on how things go COVID-wise, right? And you guys are getting older, so, you know, those long trips. I know, exactly. There's only so many times you can go over a waterfall in your lifetime, right? Well, have you done it yet? <laughs> when you say crossover, is that a fancy new word for portage I missed somewhere along the way? There is a portion of a, like a stubby little brook stream thing that goes between the two rivers. So you, uh, you. A stubby brook thing. Yeah. It's, it's a smaller river. It it actually water crosses between the two rivers. Uh, You have to portage over a roadway and drop right back in across the roadway and then you can paddle across. Oh, okay. I think crossover is an acceptable word for that. Better than portage. (laughs) Portage. 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 (laughs) <laughs> well, if you're talking collage and noir, you got to do portage, 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 <laughs> portage. <laughs> yeah. Any, fam- any family canoe in this year? So we we have some plans, but we we're probably going to do a tomogamy because <laughs> we there's nothing is available or open in yeah. like we we've been hitting hit and miss trying to find something in uh, in any of the provincial parks, and they're all just jam packed, right? Why is yeah. there a problem? <laughs> no, not at all. No. But it's just nothing's available. You can't but book anything. I've been trying to book stuff for, for a couple of weekends, like long weekends. And there's a lot of one day bookings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you you want Friday to Sunday? Well, you can't get Saturday night or you can't get Friday night or you can't get Sunday night on a long weekend. Yeah. One night bookings. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's people, the thing. Everybody's doing, doing Saturday to Saturday or yeah. they're doing the long weekends or whatever. And Provincial Parks actually tweeted out or on their social media last week when everybody was complaining about not being able to book um, about, yeah, try midweek, try yeah. off yep. season, try yeah. shoulder seasons. Like, you know, yeah, we're going to be at capacity plus this year. Yeah. Um, you got to be flexible. Whereas a lot of people just, they're like, they're rigid. They do a May 2-4. They do a long weekend or they do whatever. It's like, I try not to do long weekends just because I know they're absolutely nuts. Right. But everybody that wants to go tr- uh, canoeing this year, hey, well, this is the long weekend I've got and I've got this one and I've got this one. It's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so, but no, we're going to find something. Even it's just crown land or something like that. Um, so you think you're going to take the family to, uh, Tomogamy? Yeah, we're definitely going to Tomogamy. That's going to be easy. That's, uh, that, that's easy to get into. It's, it's very remote. Uh, you don't get a lot of people heading up that far. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I've never had a problem getting into Tomogamy. Well, Tomogamy, I mean, five hours from here. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't book more than two, two weeks, weeks ahead of, yeah ahead of it. So I book two weeks out. Yeah. Which is cool. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do another, uh, fall in Tomogamy trip. Oh yeah, I didn't contemplate doing the fly-in. Oh. Take Tracy on a fly-in trip. That'd be awesome. Is that so you don't get lost again? Yes. <laughs> yes. Good plan. I'm actually gonna. Go hold on, hold on, hold on. Last year, I almost killed Tracy. 
No, two years ago you almost killed Tracy in Algonquin. Last year you got lost in Tomogamy, and now this year you want to take Tracy no, to Tomogamy. That was two years ago that I almost that I got. It's not that she I got almost okay. Lost. Anyway, everything she happened two years him. ago. The yeah. fact is, I'm, I'm I'm connecting the dots here. You got yes. lost in Tomogamy. You almost killed Tracy somewhere else, and now you want to take Tracy to Tomogamy. I did not get. Can lost. I co-sign on that life insurance policy? <laughs> I did not get lost. The river did that you I was know looking where you for. Were? Did you know where you were? Disappeared. Oh, right. I mm-hmm. was even told that uh, the water was low, lower than normal two weeks previous. Right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I know exactly where it was. Derek and I just shared a conspiracy, conspiratorial glance at each other, showing that Sean is, and as much as I've been told not to swear on this, he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do know, I have pictures of where it should have been, and it was not there. Okay. So I am good with that. I know where it is now. <laughs> so I'll be able to get around. But no, everything's down here is booked. So I think that's we're going to end up there for uh, a week or so up uh, to Mogami Way. That's awesome. What time of year are you going? Probably October. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Fall colors will be either brilliant far, or it'll, gone. It'll probably be, <laughs> be done. <laughs> it'll be, well, beginning of October because okay. I go mid-October. So okay. It's so two weeks previous. Depending on what happens with the rest of the summer, yeah. you could luck into it or you could, like, yeah, they may not even be out or they'll go out. Yeah. So, uh, I, awesome. I never count on the fall colors when I'm out up there anyway because some years it's beautiful and other years it's... Right. It is what I go more for time than than uh, the colors anymore. Um, Superior. I might be up in Superior at one point this uh, summer. Have you ever paddled on To it? not paddle again? To not paddle, Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go up and not paddle on Lake Superior again. There, there's going to be a beating. <laughs> Derek, and, Derek and I aren't sure who's the color commentator guy. <laughs> We're both fighting for the shtick part. And there, Sean, uh, not on Lake Superior again. <laughs> Look at him not go. <laughs> he's got the canoe, he's got the paddle, and he's putting it back on the truck. <laughs> to all those who have tuned in from the beginning to be entertained, we apologize. <laughs> now, on with the show. Uh, we're going to try to get into Algonquin at some point, and it's going to be a out-of-the-way spot. That's the problem is because a lot of people, when you're talking Algonquin, if you go to the north end or something like that, but no one wants to drive that far from Toronto. That's like a four-hour drive, easy. It's a long drive, yeah. Yeah, so. But it's where you're going to find the lower populations. Yeah. Right. And then you've got to fight all that traffic from North Bay. Well, yeah, there's some between North Bay and Huntsville, but once you hit Huntsville, it's all the way back to Toronto, that stop and go traffic on a holiday Monday or a Sunday, something like that, right? So we'll see what, uh, what happens, but. Well, again, it's going to be everybody going to have to have a little bit more patience this year because Absolutely. if the border remains closed, then it's going to be as much of a shit show that was last year. It's going to be as busy, if not busier. Um, mm-hmm. People are going to be flexible and just yeah, chill out. It's um, going to be a first come, first serve. Yeah. Like we, we lucked into five days in Superior last year due to a cancellation like three weeks ahead. So yeah. if uh, you really want to go, just keep your eye out. And well, when I was up at uh, Superior... Um, Again, not paddling. Not paddling. Well, I paddle, but not superior. (laughs) Not paddling superior. Yes, not paddling the actual lake, but the rivers are, but there was, out of that that entire park, like I could have just, I didn't even need to make reservations. I could have just waltzed right in. Right. That time of year, there was nobody. Right? So, 
Uh, yeah, let's get on. We got Alan here yeah, for that's a Alan reason. where he's going to paddle this oh, year. Oh, no, we're going to talk about that later because he's, like, <laughs> pissed me off now. <laughs> Let the record show I'm not the only one who has used foul language on tonight's <laughs> podcast. Oh, that's, that's not a bad word. <laughs> uh, let's talk, actually, hashtag Alcation. Right. That is you, Alan. I am Alcation. Alcation came about about seven years ago. I'd done a couple of um, solo vacations, and a friend of mine, I forgot it was Cindy or Jillian, um, started calling it Alcation, so I just kind of ran with it, and it's uh, kind of become a little bit of a brand, um, you know, Instagram page, Facebook page, T-shirts, you know, the whole bit, except the money. Um, Wait, you got T-shirts? Brands. I got T-shirts. Well, I know you got stickers, and you've never I got stickers. Us. I got stickers. I got T-shirts. That's it. I had logos on my car at one point. I, I, I got on, on my, my older I got car. I, I, I got yeah. nothing. My older car had uh, <laughs> stickers on the car, but yeah, it's just becoming something that's yeah. fun. I, I do. I I totally love the solo vacationing, no matter whether it's a paddling trip or, um, like I said, I'm I, a year ago right now. I was in Scotland and in England, and um, returned home a year ago tomorrow. Um, and and mo- a lot of that trip was on my own, or, you know, when I met up with John and Jan in uh, South Florida a couple of years ago, again, most of that trip was on my own too. So mm-hmm. it's, um, I do bring co-pilots along sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just something that uh, I started sharing and doing and um, really embracing the whole kind of solo vacation lifestyle kind of thing. And, um well, I yeah. think you did a alcation the year that we did the one out west. Right. Well, that's, that's when I first started listening to the podcast was... That was your first mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, something uh, top, top five, anyway. Maybe not the first mistake, but the top five. Um, yeah, so that, that year, so 2017, I had a bit of a sabbatical. If you can ever take a sabbatical in your mid-40s, I highly uh, recommend it. And I was... Uh, I, I, I spent a couple weeks in Florida visiting friends first at, uh, in Orlando, then down the Keys as camping on the keys for a few days and paddling around there and then the plan was to visit some friends in georgia virginia beach and brooklyn on the way back north and paddle in each of those locations um and then when i was leaving savannah georgia it was i just saw a sign i forget if it said st louis or nashville or memphis or something and then it just dawned on me it's like why the hell am i rushing home it's like mm-hmm. april and i don't have to work so instead of turning right and heading to Virginia Beach, I spent my next night in St. Louis, <laughs> you know, and, you know, then I'm texting friends along the way and it's like, hey, what are you doing on Wednesday? And they're like, why? I'm like, got a guest room, you know, and went and visited my cousins <laughs> on Vancouver Island, paddled around Vancouver, not around Vancouver, near, along the shores of Vancouver Island, um, visited cousins in Vancouver and just worked my way back across the country and it was as you brought up a moment ago, it was weird because as I'm catching up on episodes of the uh, podcast through this road trip, you're starting to discuss all these, this West Coast road trip you have coming up later this year. Mm-hmm. This was 2017. So now we're into May, early May, and you're like leaving in a month or six, seven yeah. weeks. And I think that's when you and I first started talking as you're talking about going to Banff, going to Jasper. I'm like, dude, I just saw a bigghorn sheep and like, <laughs> on the Icefields Parkway. Like, you know, um, so that was kind of weirdly symbiotic. And, and then our paths 
have crossed many times in our lives previous as well, kind of too. You lived in Saskatchewan, rural Saskatchewan. I lived in Moosonee. You lived in Moosonee. Uh, my father was a miner growing up. Your father with, with the military, military right? Yeah. Um, just bouncing around all over the place kind of thing. So it was, uh, I, I don't know, I guess that just developed the kinship there or whatever. And, and then Derek showed up. <laughs> well, yeah. Derek was already in the picture. He's kind of like half brother or something. <laughs> He's the one the family yeah. doesn't talk about. Yeah, but as far as yeah. the allocations go, it, yeah, it's just been something that's uh, kind of grown over the years, and just I enjoy doing and it's just traveling in general, you know. So borders are closed right now. Yeah, that sucks. If they open this summer, right which I'm not sure what the status is right now. I know uh, right I'm now no. down there they're talking about so many people are getting the the their shots and everything right now. So do you have any trips planned? The only, well, there's a couple of quick trips. Like definitely I've got, the last few years I've um, spent a, a little bit of time in Nashville and met a, a bunch of fantastic people in Nashville, including our friends Jerry Vandiver and Caitlin Evanson, yep. um, amongst other friends as well at, Definitely one of the first trips I'm going to be doing is um, a trip down to Nashville, and I will definitely stop in Kentucky and see if Trudeau was still on that canoe and kayak oh, place yes. Yes. <laughs> billboard, which is right yeah. off the highway. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got a long awaited trip to Denver I'm supposed to be doing, but the biggest kind of paddle related trip is, and this is something that may be able to happen um, early winter 2022, is a paddle trip that involves Dry Tortugas National Park. Oh. Why do I know that? Go to Key West, get your feet wet, and then walk 70 miles. <laughs> I could. <laughs> anyway, Dry Tortuga okay. National Park is actually the end of the actual Florida Keys. And there's a national okay. park out there. There's a civil old Civil War fort. Uh, most people go out by a ferry boat or by seaplane. Um, there's a couple of islands between, but you still have, I think it's about a 30 or 40 mile crossing, Ooh. which is doable. Mile or kilometer? Mile. So Ooh, 40 no. times 70 kilometers, uh, which is doable. I've done an 80 mile race before, uh, which is 126 kilometers or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's a long time in the boat. It's been done before, not by many. Um, or maybe work in, do it one way, ferry back the other way or something. Right. Um, but yeah, it just looks really freaking cool. So, and out there and... Not a lot of people have done it, so that's kind of the biggest trip I've kind of got my eyes on. I started talking to a few friends about it a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, so. Might be a whole herd of you going down. <laughs> a herd. Well, the, herd the problem cats. is there can only be three or six what? or any combination of threes because the ferry boat that takes people out or back can only take three kayaks at a time. Oh. So if you go with more than three people, you're coming back on different days. Right. And you can only camp out there because this is a national park and they do have limited camping. They have limited service. You can't get water. You can't get anything out there. Um, you can only camp for three days at a time because there is demand for people, backpackers and all that will come out on the ferry and spend a couple of days there and stuff. And a lot of bird watchers go out there. Um, a lot of kayakers, they'll bring their, their kayaks out. Um, you know, of all sizes, from like sit on top ten footers to you know seventeen foot sea kayaks. Like we we all paddle. So. Right. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the thing. I'm because the past couple, other than this year, the past couple winters, the past three winters, I've spent considerable 
two to four weeks, depending on the year, in Florida during the winter. So it uh, it'll be a nice little break to get out and do that. So. Sounds like you're easing into becoming a snowbird. <laughs> easing into retirement. <laughs> I was about to squawk, but I'm really not sure what noise the snowbird, the snowbird makes. makes. Yeah, it's like a cold. I know it chicken. probably sounds like Anne Murray, but <laughs> <laughs> Canadian joke for all our American listeners. Yeah. So. Uh, what about John's, uh, trip? You've heard us talking about yeah, his, uh, it, you know, one, one, once that goes at, yeah, I'd love to join him for parts of that. Um, you know, he's all over the place. He's, he's going to be paddling some absolutely amazing, amazing places. I'd love to, to catch up with them on, um, certain parts. Um, you know, when he was mentioning, uh, two episodes ago about getting, uh, towed up, uh, from Leeds Ferry and then coming, paddling down around right. Hor- Horseshoe Bend and stuff, you know. Uh, 15 months ago, I was at Horseshoe Bend with my feet over the cliff and you could see uh, motor rafts down below and there was an encampment down below of people tripping through there. And I'm just like, how freaking awesome would that be? Yeah. So, you know, just a par- something like that or even, you know, joining him in when he's hitting the Great Lakes would be fantastic, so... So yeah, I definitely got my eye, got my eye on you, John Van Berger. <laughs> <laughs> now you have been doing a lot of kayaking in Toronto this year. We've had a, we've had a great winter here. Like really, up until about the last month, we've had a pretty temperate winter. Um, last time I was paddling was February fourth, and I think that was about my seventh paddle already this year. Um, friends of mine were out today. There's friends in. Uh, Sorry, two days ago, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, <laughs> friends of mine were at it, uh, near Niagara on the Lake by the Canada-US border. Other friends were paddling to Toronto Harbor. Um, so what's the harbor like this time of year? In mo- most of the ice being flushed out. So so for most of February, the um, and beginning of March, there's a lot of ice on uh, in the Toronto Harbor. There was so many cool videos of people skating on the ice out in the harbor. Right. Um, we managed to skate... Um, in the Channel Islands one day in I it was January, early February. No, it must be mid-February because it was after we'd kayaked there. So it was about 10 days after we'd kayaked or two weeks after <laughs> we'd kayaked. And now we're skating where we had kayaked, <laughs> which was kind of surreal and weird, but, you know, awesome. And, um, yeah, so now it's opening up. The channels will still be frozen. Like, I haven't been out since February 4th, but friends were out today. They circumnavigated the islands, and most of the inner harbor ice is flushed out. Now, when you are you were out there in December. Yeah. Now, I guess there's absolutely no boat traffic. Yeah, I was going to say, there must be light traffic there. About this Very time. light traffic. So, pretty but, much after, like, mid to late November, even the water taxis come off. Right. Um, so, you've kind of got the police boat and one ferry that runs... Um, on the hour and half hour out to the island and back. Billy uh, Bishop, right? Yeah. And yeah. then they are doing some work on, so most, many of the downtown Toronto office buildings are cooled by lake water. Right. So there's a whole big plumbing system that goes on with like eight foot wide pipes that go out under the lake. And there's been a lot of work on that this year. So there have been some work boats out there, but generally it's us and Free that's rain. it. Yeah. Lake Terrace Gotta like that. When you're paddling and it's cold, of course right. you got your dry suit on, which we'll get into the whole dry suit, wetsuit thing in a bit. What about ice on your kayak? It forms. And how does that affect your paddling? It doesn't. You won't get that much ice. You're not out that long. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. So I, I say that a little flippant because my next point I run into is it becomes a safety issue. 
So there was one evening where we were out there, the beautiful day, the sun was setting fantastic. And as soon as the sun went, it dropped like 10 degrees in, yeah. like, in no time at all. And a skim of ice started forming on the deck of the kayak, which was kind of neat to see. In fact, I did a, uh, a, a live broadcast from the harbor that evening and tried to show the ice. Right. But when we got back to the, uh, the, the uh, takeout, like it was difficult to get my skirt off. Because it had kind of frozen. The moisture in the, the neoprene skirt had frozen. So it took considerable effort. Now, if I'd gone over the fact that the water is above zero degrees, so just one, maybe two at that time of year, um, would probably help to thaw, get that off. But skirt, it's still, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely <clears> just <throat> as a paddling. It's not a big risk. It's when you're not paddling anymore and you're in a rescue situation is where that comes into play and is now a danger because then you're it's harder to get out of your boat right um depending on what you're wearing on your hands your hands are now getting colder because if you're wearing a dry suit um you know your hand and your head are the only things that are going to get cold but you start losing dexterity in your hands very very quick and, and if you're anything like me is once my hands get cold like they're cold yeah. Like, um, I usually take three or four p- different pairs of gloves out with me when I'm winter paddling, just because when they get damp and cold, like I got to change my gloves right away. I got to dry and get, get them, uh, warm back up. Otherwise I'm just not having fun anymore. Um, but again, with winter paddling, we don't go out in conditions. We would go out the other three seasons of the year. Like it's gotta be pretty darn flat for us to go out in the winter. Just, you want to mitigate risk so that you're not putting yourself in a potentially dangerous situation where you're going to go over in the, because there's nobody else out there as we discussed. Like, you know, when it's a busy harbor, if you go over, you can wave down a water tax, you can wave down a pleasure craft or whatever. Like, and Toronto police does try to run a 365 day a year, um, rescue boat. But if you're out on the other side of the Island, that's probably 10 to 15 minutes away. If you're floating in zero degree water, yeah, it's a long ways. That's mm. a long <laughs> way. Even if you're well insulated in a dry suit, it's yeah. a long way. And you're not be. going out by yourself either. No, again, again, yeah. again, with the mitigating risk, it's um, you always go out with competent people, um, yeah. people who that you know and that you know that can help you if you go over. I do have some friends that do go out solo this time of year, and you know we remind them that. Uh, what they're doing may not be the, uh, there are, there is a potentially better way to do winter paddling than what you're doing today. And that probably involves more people, but <laughs> you know, yeah. people will do what people will do. So. Yeah. You can only put so many checks and balances in right. place before. And yes, if you think I'm talking about you and you're listening to this, I probably am. <laughs> 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 we will list all the names in the credits. <laughs> There's credits? <laughs> oh, the, yeah, we'll roll them later. Yeah. You might not be able to see them, but yeah. we'll roll them. <laughs> we do roll credits. We write them Every on a time. piece of paper and just hold them up. Yeah. So let's get into something that becomes a big debate. And uh, it's been a, a big debate on a couple of uh, sites we've seen. No, it's not. I'm right. <laughs> not according to John Van Berger, you're not. Right. <laughs> he disagrees. Wetsuits versus dry suits. So the sea kayak community, which I'm more a part of than any other paddling community, is definitely a dry suit community, especially yeah. for winter paddling. So there are a lot of people who will wear wetsuits shoulder season, which go for it, like all the power to you. When I first got involved in kayaking back in the 
90s uh, so I had a, I had a, I had a, a wetsuit like dry suits weren't a thing then sea kayaking wasn't as big a thing as it was now right um but there's other there's other water communities that uh, water sports communities that yeah dry suits the the name of the game like you're more likely to see oh sorry uh, where wetsuits suits. are you're more likely to see somebody stand up paddling boarding or uh, Great Lake surfing or kite surfing in all all uh, manner of weather um, you're more likely to see those individuals in a wetsuit um, they're very thick wetsuits yeah. Um, and they're made for the exposure and that kind of activity and stuff. I just find with a wetsuit in a kayak, you just, the mobility for paddling You're just yeah. doesn't work. You don't have flexibility. Uh, exactly. And, and my personal opinion on that is when I'm paddling in the winter, I want to be dry. Yes. A wetsuit works best when, when, you're when wet. it's wet. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to be wet. I know it's a water sport, but I want to be dry when I'm winter paddling. See, I've had my wetsuit on in November, and I was warm enough except my feet. Right. My feet were absolutely frozen. Yep. Now, I don't know if that's just a me thing or or not. But I wear fuzzy slippers. No, me too. <laughs> I didn't mean that me too, you idiot. Um, no, it, um, and I think a lot of those guys, there's like, they'll wear neoprene socks and a ne- thick neoprene booties. So again, their feet are going to be, you know, they're using their, I know you, uh, Derek has discussed this on before, but a wetsuit works based on warming the water up from your body heat. So yeah. in a wetsuit, you are constantly getting colder and colder and colder because you're losing body heat to keep that water warm. It's leach. Yeah. yeah. Um, so eventually, yeah, it doesn't matter how long you're in there, you're eventually going to get cold. Whereas in a dry suit, if you're in a quality dry suit, and they range in price from, you know, 800 to 2000 bucks, depending if you get, you know, a custom-made Kokodat one or one from Level 6 or Stolquist or there, there's a few other really good manufacturers in the market that make them. Um Versus there's a lot of, unfortunately, knockoffs and ripoffs that are coming on the market now. Yep. You can get for four and 500 bucks from different uh, online sites, which is a shame because it's giving it's giving people a false sense of security when it's a piece of crap. Um, yeah, there uh, was a video going around of, uh, was it the Level 6? Level 6, Stig, Stig, Stig. Yeah, Stig at Level 6 did a fantastic video. Because yeah. if you look on this on big online site... It looks like a level six uh, pitcher, and it looks like the level six dry suit. Yeah. And he did a fantastic comparison of how the stitching is, how the gluing works, yeah. how the zippers are, the quality of the fabric, why their their fabric is this, and why that fabric is that, and why they layer up the fabric here and not here. And it was a fantastic video, and for something that could potentially save your life, exactly. I don't know why people are taking the chance on that. Like, I really hate it when these manufacturers that just blatantly well, copy this. And sometimes, crap. yeah. So the, you got to blame the manufacturers, the, the the knockoffs, because it's some sometimes people go online and they're they're buying what they think is a valid dry suit, totally. but but and so they don't know. They haven't educated themselves enough. They go, oh look, this is a great deal. They don't know that they're getting rip off. They don't know that the the zippers are going to leak. That the seams are going to leak. They don't know these things. So and that's where it comes into uh, kind of educating the public and say, listen, you got to be really careful of what you do buy out there online. Totally. Yeah. Yep. You can't trust Amazon. 
It's not Amazon. You can't trust someone. Let it be known, Amazon lawyers, that Derek mentioned your name, (laughs) not me. I I think a big online retailer. Derek says S P E C H T. You can spell my name. (laughs) I can't even pronounce it. I know. (laughs) Am I allowed to say? The opinions of Derek are not necessarily <laughs> the opinions of, of this Battle Network we'll, Adventures we'll, Radio. We'll roll those in the credits, too. Because <laughs> realistically. <laughs> but I saw that Level 6 uh, video, too, and yeah. it, the, he, he there was no rhetoric or anything. He was just very open and honest and matter-of-fact, and and so he wasn't, he wasn't uh, being, you know, kind of, he wasn't going over the top. He was just like, Point of fact, this is this, this is this. And You're dealing with somebody's life. Yeah, exactly. Potentially, so, right? So. Yeah. So it was good that he was just like, just kind of matter of fact about it. And uh, it was a really good video. And it was kind of, kind of opened my eyes about, oh, wow, this is, you really got to be careful what you get out there. And sometimes somebody might have bought it online and they knew it was a knockoff, but then they resell it themselves, private sale. Mm-hmm. And the buyer doesn't know that they're getting a knockoff. Yeah. Yep. Right. So you got to be really careful. You definitely do. So when you wear your, now, do you have a, a preferred brand of dry suit? Yeah, I've had two different brands. So I've had one brand that years ago, 12 years ago, that didn't work that well for me. It was not exactly a dry suit, but the company, like the customer service of the company, they did really well to try to get, they got me a new one and they let me keep the old one in that, but I just didn't have faith in the brand anymore because it had leaked. They sent it back twice. That came back. They they assured me it, it was fine, and it still leaked. Um, and I, I I moved into Kokatat from there, and I had uh, one Kokatat that I had for years, and I had to sell it because it shrank. AKA I got fat. <laughs> I was gonna say um, they shrank. Yeah, but now you they, shrank. They, they don't shrink. Now I've shrank. So <laughs> next year I'm going to be in the market for a new one because I had to buy a a, a dry suit um, that fit me. So I was on the hunt for a dry suit. I actually found one on the used market, and that was actually the first time I ever met Tori and Jim Baird. I bought Jim Baird's dry suit. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it fits you well. It's loose now. <laughs> But, it, but back the then, time? it was a 2XL, so, because, you know, Jim is much taller and broader than me. I should have had you bring it with me, because I'm looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> you want the same dry suit that both me and Jim have been in? Like, it's <laughs> gross <laughs> enough to <laughs> knowing that I've been in it myself. Um, so that's the dry suit I'm using now, but it's an older one. It's one that I think he used to walk across the Angava Peninsula, right. and he's done Yukon journeys with it and all that kind of stuff. So it is a very well-used dry suit, <laughs> and it's oh. definitely showing its no, age. No, I definitely don't want it now. <laughs> it's a bit swampy in it's places. It's definitely showing its age. Um, and it just doesn't fit me well anymore. So yeah, for definitely for next... Uh, for the fall, um, I'll be looking for for a new one, and I'll probably likely go to Coquitat. There are other brands out there that I'll probably look at and consider, but you know, Coquitat—they are the the leaders of the game in that. Mm-hmm. that well, market. they just turned fifty. They did just turn fifty yeah. last. Yeah, this, this my this uh, PF last couple PFDs have been uh, Coquitat. They're, they're not that old, are they? Yeah, fifty. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're the life jackets. Yeah, your life jackets. Yeah, life jackets are fifty. Yeah. yeah. I think they called them life rings back then. (laughs) (laughs) You guys remember the old horseshoe ones? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I don't because I'm the youngest one here. Yeah. (laughs) 
I you never had one it. of those in the 40s. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, almost, I just mouthed I, yes, something I to Derek, that. but I, I did it. not say that for the readers because I think we'd have to get an R rating if I said that five times. <laughs> I, I, I looked over, I saw you, I, like, oh, I just read his lips. I know exactly what he's going to say. <laughs> Derek just realized he has acquired a skill this evening. <laughs> yeah, so no, Coconut is the leader, but there are, um, so I want to say Stolquist. Stolquist seems to Stolk- be the Stolquist of the top. Yeah, ones. so so I didn't want to mention them earlier, but they are the one that it did leak, and it w- did, their customer service was impeccable. Mm-hmm. But they have another side of their company that's more into the diving end of things, right? Um, whose name escapes me, and they've got a dry suit released on the diving. In the, that's not their aqua lung division; it's another division. Anyway, they have a dry suit released there, and 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 I'll, I'll definitely look at that one. I know a couple of people who have it, so I'll t- take a look at that. But I'll I'll probably stick with the Coquitat. They're they're the most expensive, but you ask anybody who's had a Coquitat dry suit, it's it, it compared to others, they have them forever. Their their customer service is fantastic. Every couple of years, if you got a leak or something, send it back to them. They repair it and other things you didn't know were wrong with it um you know they are the leaders in the industry so. yeah i'm looking for something for maybe some early spring paddling right so that's uh, so i'm sort of starting to do my by looking now. now and yeah by now by now I, I was talking to a friend today she had ordered one um six weeks ago and she got told today that just like everybody just backed up like with everything with whether it's your yeah. peloton bike or everything there's um everything in the outdoor industry anything manufacturing worldwide is just you know again shit show um this year and she's maybe may or june yeah so she's going to be using it for her fall paddling now instead of her spring paddling um but again it's uh, as i tell anybody it's like you know the name brands look on the used market because you know when i'm getting out of my jim baird dry suit into my next one i'll i'll have mine on the used market. It's so not, anybody it, that got yeah, anybody wants a swampy dry suit, yeah, you, didn't, you got my number. It's very Many uh, miles on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's but, experience. But you want to know something for somebody who's just getting into kind of shoulder season paddling? Yeah. Maybe they're not doing big stuff. Maybe they're not doing big adventures or whatever. It's it, it'll be a fantastic suit for them at a at a budget price, right? Yeah. So that well, and that's a big thing. I think. I mean, that's another one of the debates is why am I going to spend twelve hundred dollars on a dry suit when I can spend three hundred dollars on a wetsuit? Mm-hmm. You know, some people just don't have the cash. Well, one will save your life. One will kill you slowly, depending <laughs> on the paddling you're doing, right? So it's, just like it, it's all in what you're doing, and if it, it, and if a really good wetsuit works for you, and like all things, all wetsuits aren't considered treated equally. Yeah, you know, like I, I know in a lot of the online forums, like oh, Costco's got. How many people are we going to get sued by tonight? <laughs> Costco's got $40 wetsuits. I'm like, I think we're up to about no. 14. <laughs> that might be great for July in the Great Lakes that, you know, stay like 50, 55 degrees centigrade mm-hmm. and you're out with paddling with friends or whatever. But if you're relying on that wetsuit to save your life, it's likely not going to in October, November, March or April paddling the Great Lakes. Yeah. You know, like with mine, I wouldn't go past mid-November, early to mid-November. Can we please stop talking about Sean in a wetsuit? I'm having ugly visuals. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I look at He looked me right in the eye when he said that. It got uncomfortable <laughs> here for a minute. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> I would not 
trust my dry suit after early to mid November. And even even then, you can't like. There, there, okay, here's another question that gets uh, asked a lot in a lot of the online firms: is when is it safe for me to go out paddling without a dry suit, without a wetsuit, without you know all this stuff? Yeah. And there is no you can't put any time no, no, to it because no. the weather changes. You know, we've had we've had um, uh, uh, autumn seasons that have just been absolutely glorious uh, uh, weather's. Um, but the lakes are continuously getting colder and, and same with, we've had fantastic days in April where it's gotten up to 22, 25, 70, 80 degrees Fahrenheit, but the water is yeah. you don't still float an ice cube, yeah. you know, uh, you and people are out the there in their jeans and t-shirt yeah. or shorts and t-shirt. And it's like just dangerous. Yet yeah, there's all sorts of formulas and not hard to find. Like, you know, just type in Google, when, when is it safe to paddle? And it'll come up with the... Water temperature plus um, air temperature has to equal a certain amount. There's different, you know, it's 105 or 120 or 130, depending on who you're looking at or watching. Um, and that doesn't save you. It just prevents hypothermia for setting in. It's too, too uh, early. Uh, yeah. yeah, it slows yeah. hypothermia setting in because especially up here in the Great Lakes or in Canada or in, or in bigger bodies of water, hypothermia is always 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 a concern regardless of the time of year yep i know lake ontario is uh typically very cold it's year round like lake ontario is a very deep lake it retains its cold and uh i i remember you practicing some roles in lake ontario years ago and it's like it was like late july and it's like oh i'm gonna try some rolls it's like what is wrong with the water <laughs> <laughs> it's like I I did I tried two rolls and it's like I'm out here. It was just I felt pins and needles and it's like this is July. What's going on? Well, that's why you practice them out beside the uh, nuke plant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the hot the water runoff. The, the outflow. Yeah. It's warmer there. <laughs> so if you're getting into a dry suit, uh, zippers. Yeah. There's I know there's ones that are like front. Yeah. So d- there's back. really two types. There's front diagonal. So it would kind of run. What does mine run from? Pretty much my left hip up over my right shoulder. So it's diagonal across your chest. And then there's other ones that go from kind of just outside your shoulders, right across your shoulder blades, all the way across the back. Um, I've never tried one of those. I know plenty of people who have those and they're always asking a buddy to zip them up or unzip them because just the yeah. whole flexibility thing. Right. Um, I think a lot of the, uh, the diving scuba wet suits. and dry suits yeah. are like that, yeah. but with scuba, you should always be diving with a buddy. So you always have somebody there to help you zip up. Um, with mine and diagonals, you can do it on your own. No bother at all. And you don't have to be super duper flexible to get in or out of them. Right. Mm-hmm. How or, important or is a bathroom zipper? Um, I've used it. I get nervous about sharp metal teeth on the bathroom <laughs> zipper. Um, I think Coquitat has a new zipper, or maybe one of the other ones has a new zipper that's plastic teeth. But still, it yeah, it's, if you don't want to disrobe, um, then yeah, it, it it works and it works well. It it's um and, you know and there's there's a um female centric ones that have a, a butt flaps that make but I know some females that they would rather use the uh, like the shiwis the funnel type devices and a male cut um, um, dry suit is just easier for them again it comes down to personal preference right. and I know other people who just yeah they just take the whole damn thing off to go to the bathroom one or two doesn't matter it's, you know they'll, they'll, they'll get get it right off so 
when you put your dry suit on, what are you wearing underneath it? That's an awfully personal question. No, this is this is. Very <laughs> I didn't. Deep. I didn't realize we were going <laughs> behind the scenes here. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't need to know brand. I just <laughs> behind the music. <laughs> Again, it depends on the year. So there's been times where I've literally had like a, a, a thin rash guard and a pair of shorts under my dry suit. Um, there's been other times like now for this time of year for winter paddling i'll typically wear a pair of uh, marina wool um, my willpower brand um, long johns i've got a pair of eddie bauer pants i i like wearing They're, they look like black dress pants but they've got a little bit of a flock inside them so even without the long johns they they, they do contribute some warmth um, and then on my top i generally have um, I've got this ski skiing turtleneck I usually wear, which is some sort of poly fabric for wicking away any sweat or moisture that might develop. And then I'll, I'll have either one or two, uh, merino wool sweaters on top of that of diff and I have a couple different weights. So again, it depends on the, uh, the, the, with that, it depends on the air temperature. Because the dry suit isn't keeping you warm. Absolutely it's only not. keeping yeah. you dry. Dry suit is just a piece of fabric over top of you. You've got. Um, booties built in like a baby's onesie around your wrists. You either have a latex or a neoprene gasket. Mm-hmm. Um, and around your neck, you have either a, a neoprene or latex gasket. The latex is a lot tighter and a more secure. The late, the neoprene, um, which has been developed and used more for, cause a lot of people have a neoprene al- or a latex, latex allergies. allergies. Um, so, and it is it's a lot more comfortable, but it's not as secure. Like when you're rolling with the neoprene gasket, you will get some dribbles down your back, which aren't fun. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the, the latex can be quite uncomfortable at times. Um, but if you've ever seen anybody putting on a dry suit and then get in their kayak, they look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man because <laughs> if they haven't burped all the air yeah, out of it, yeah, yeah. Um, it can look quite comical. Um, and that just, the more air you have in it, you can tell that the the more sealed it is, so you you try to get that air out. Obviously, you don't want to uh, be paddling looking like in total Stay Puft Marshmallow, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then socks. It's generally uh, merino wool socks, and then I've got either neoprene booties or I'll keep uh, like a pair of like strappy sandals. Um, I think the last pair I had were like Columbia sandals or Tevas or something um, over my dry sock booties because you don't um, want to put a hole in them if you're walking. Right, right. They're just fabric, right? They're yeah. whatever Cordura fabric or their Gore-Tex fabric, depending on what dry suit's made of. But yeah, they are puncture. You don't want to puncture that. Um, my hands, I've got uh, a couple of different types and pairs and thicknesses of neoprene gloves. And again, it's uh, as my hands get um, wet throughout the day from taking them on and off, take pictures, do live broadcasts, whatever, um, my hands will get damp. And then um, on the coldest days, I wear a pair of fleece gloves, and then I have a um, a pair of uh, their outdoor research Gore-Tex gauntlets that go up, and they're the same okay. gauntlets I use for skiing. Um, so it's a layering system again. Um, I can get them wet, and my hands don't get wet. Um, if I go in, water will get in the top of the gauntlet, but. Um, again, not said won't go in when we're into paddling, but we do mitigate the risk to eliminate potential hazards. So right when it's flatter and calmer and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't want to go over it this time of year. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I'm a chicken or anything, but I'm a chicken. (laughs) No, who wants to go over though? 
Yeah. And I've got friends that they're yeah. out doing rolling and stuff right now. Like my friend Matthew. Yeah, Matthew was like rolling and swimming off Niagara on the lake today. I'm like, and climbing on ice and jumping off these like ice, uh, shore ice things. I'm like, you freaking moron. <laughs> okay. We're going to take Matthew's name off the credits because he already knows. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to text, I'm going to text him on, uh, uh, when I get home tonight and let him know to make sure he listens on Thursday. So, well, um, <laughs> But he's uh, young and handsome and a really cool guy. He's a great paddler um, and just doing silly things. Um, he was out with other people. So, again, you're mitigating the risk by eliminating um, the potential for uh, things going wrong. And you're increasing your ability to be rescued by, you know, like during the summer when I paddle, I very rarely have my VHF radio on me. Right. Right. But. As, unless we're in a group and it's for crowd control kind of thing or um, I'm solo, I'll usually have it maybe on my deck in my kayak or something. Right, but, nice. you know, this time of year, my P, my, my VHF radio is strapped to my PFD. So if I do go over, it's, it's on me. Mm-hmm. You know, my phone is always on me on a floaty. It is a waterproof phone. So is Derek's new phone. Is it? I, I think so, it. yeah. <laughs> supposed yeah. to get a bucket. <laughs> Go get a bucket. Derek got a new phone two days ago. Let's test it out. Um, yeah, so, it, it, and and same with canoeing or stand-up paddleboarding or whatever paddle sport you're into. It's just depending on, as the, the risks to yourself increase, you have to mitigate those by increasing the safety factors around you. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan's trying to sound like a wise old man now. I'm trying to <laughs> do it without sounding old. preachy. Yeah. You know what? Mm. I think everybody looks for that one, okay, on this day, you got to stop wearing a wetsuit and get into a dry suit. And on this day, because it's too cold and icy, you got to stop paddling. Yeah. And you you can't, can't, you got to use your judgment. Every year. That that comes with experience and yeah, just using your, your smarticle particles and figure out, you know what? Yeah. It's time to, to hang up the wetsuit right now. Um, so let's get out of that. And let's talk kayaks. Yes. Getting your kayak ready for summer. For summer, yeah. Um, I take it off the rack, put it on the car, go to the water. No, no. Excellent. (laughs) That's what I used to do. That's what I used to do. That's what most people probably do because, you know, you put it away in the garage or on the fence in the the fall and you take it out. But there are are some things to to get your kayak to last a lot longer. You know, it's um, at the end of the year, you should definitely give it a wipe down and get any grease off it. Or not grease, but, you know, like mud or whatever. Um, store it so nothing lives inside it through the year. Um, whether it's in a garage or on a fence or out back behind the shed or wherever. Uh, there's a UV protectant called 303 that kayakers love. You can use it on your hatches. You can use it on the deck. Um, and it just, it, uh, again, it just treats it. I don't want to say treats your kayak better like it's a kit or something, but it is. It's, it goes um, on like a wax or something? It's not. Sort of it's like just an a, yeah, it kind of thing. It's a UV protectant. It's called, it's called a 303 aerospace protectant. You get it at uh, any outdoor store or any boat or marina store or whatever, and you just wipe it on. It's super simple. It looks a little greasy at first, but it kind of soaks in, and it just it protects the rubber net from the UV, the ultraviolet lights. and Right. Stuff will last longer. You can use it on your PFDs. You can use it on almost anything that's going to get exposed. Um, you want to check your bungee cords on your deck. You want to check your deck lines that they're they're not frayed, that they're not ready to to pop. Because the last thing you want is you know in a rescue situation, somebody's grabbing a deck line and 
poof it goes, you know. Um, make sure that your rudder's clear, that your skeg's clear, that they're functioning properly. You don't have to take care of any maintenance before you get out in the water, you know. Same thing with, uh, it's like getting getting in your car and going and doing a, a 10,000 mile road trip. You don't just get in the car and go. Okay, I did that in 2017. Um, <laughs> and I followed. <laughs> two months later, yeah. Um, you do some preemptive stuff before that, you know, and I don't think enough of us do take care of our equipment. Like, take a look over your paddles. Make sure there's no little birds or anything that'll catch your hands on the on a carbon fiber or fiberglass shaft or worse, an aluminum shaft. Uh, if you have a wood paddle, give it a light sand down and oil it up or varnish it up, whatever your preference is. There's another argument you could go into. Um, but which oil is best for a paddle? Um, there's, there's, there's a few, and it's not hard. It doesn't take much time. It takes an hour, hour and a half kind of thing to get mm-hmm. to get it ready. Um, Save you a lot of problems down the road. It, it definitely could. And it'll make your boat last longer, you know. And same yeah. with the way you store it. I've recently written an article for Paddling Magazine, which will be released soon, just about some tips and tricks how to store your boat like plastic boats you'll get the oil canning which is you know when you see that boat on a roof rack and it's tied down too tight and you got those divots in the bottom of it Mm -hmm. there's just a couple of simple things you can do to mitigate that and to make the boat last a lot longer make your paddling day a lot more fun well Um, the the price is that some of these places charge for kayaks and stuff nowadays you want it to last yeah, well, well, for sure, and the qual- and the, the the quality of uh, the name brand kayaks are there that you will have. like. My kayak is for two thousand twenty one. I bought my kayak in two thousand nine. I think it was three years old at that point. I bought it used, and I could probably if I shined it up a little bit, I could probably get the same amount of money as I paid for it in two thousand nine. Um, and as you all know. I use my kayak a lot, like yeah. Yeah. busting through ice two months ago and <laughs> dragging across conch shells in Florida last year. And, you know, like it's, it's, it gets used um, and they retain their value if you take, take care, care of, of it. Yeah. Um, as I just demonstrated, I don't, but I do. I really, honestly, I really do. <laughs> Not to um, self, don't buy his dry suit and don't buy his, his kayak. kayak. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not that hard. People just don't take the time because, oh, I'm going kayaking on Saturday. And the next time you think about going kayaking is Saturday when you're loading it on the roof of the car. When on, yeah. you know, one evening after dinner, you could be out in the garage or in the backyard just doing a little bit of maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you've got a plastic boat and it's got some, uh, they get like, they'll go, a plastic boat will go over a rock and they'll get gouges in the bottom and do little like curly cues. Yeah. Um, yeah. just cut those off. You know, sometimes you can even take a heat gun or a, or a really good hair dryer, your wife's hair dryer. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> not mine. Um, heat it up and with a, a spatula or a butter knife, um, you know, smooth those out a little bit, you know, um, fiberglass repair, you can get fiberglass repair stuff, um, at any, you know, Canadian, Canadian tire store, auto, auto parts store or any boat marina, you know, it's not, uh, it's not really hard to do. And there's, there's shops out there that'll help you out with it and do it for you, um, at a cost, but it's stuff people can do on their own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean that, that's, I mean the same with canoeing, stand-up paddle boarding. You got to keep care of your, your gear. Yep. Uh, and paddles again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, a, and see, I've always gone the varnish right. on the paddles because I'm too lazy to keep remembering to oil it. Oil it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know your limits. 
As a new friend of mine says, you have to polish your paddle. <laughs> we'll just let that one go. <laughs> I was being serious. You got to take care of it. You got to oil it. You got to varnish it. You got to whatever. You guys went offside. <laughs> I never polish a paddle. Well, I'm, not, I just, I'm not bringing you guys back to my podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the Allocation Podcast. Uh, Ooh, what idea. else we got here? We got a whole list of stuff. We talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, oh, International Women's Day. Yeah. So that was earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Well, saw quick. a lot more tags this year. There was. On social I, media. I, I, I think there was. And I think part of that is that there's a lot of younger people. And I don't know if this is just COVID related. Everybody's sitting at home. So everybody starts, you know, an Instagram account or Facebook account and wants to start the influencer route or the sharing route or whatever. But I just think there's a lot more younger female paddlers out there, mm-hmm. which kind of I'm seeing on my feed. Um, and I made that joke a minute ago, polishing the paddle. And one of them is She's actually, polish the paddle. She is a, yeah. <laughs> an actual new account, uh, Nat- Natalia. Um, and, and there's just a whole bunch of them. And of course we've got, you know, our, our, a, a, a lot of friends that have been doing it for years, you know, Sarah DeGregorio and Sue, Sue, Tori Baird, Sue's yeah. outdoor crew, Camper Hunt. Christina and all of them. Yeah. There's so a lot of them out fantastic there. Fantastic to see a big bunch of, um, young, younger women coming up. And I think that just, I don't know. I don't know if we're just getting more, I hate this word and I always use it wrong, but a little more woke and, you know, just seeing it more and sharing it more and. And and, that, and it was good to see because there is a lot of fantastic content being put yeah. out, and they're like, you know, they're going out and doing the trips, and you know, I know some of them are new, they're they're new to it, and they're just like they're learning, and you can see their progression from like using the the Walmart PFD, and now they're in like a nice Salus one or something the next year because they know that that Walmart actually life jacket wasn't great for paddling you know they've been learning as they're going as they've been posting and sharing and and that and it's really cool to see so um yeah i saw that just keeps on building and even in the travel community going back to hogging the 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 thing the mic for a minute with allocation there is in the whole influencer instagram world i'll bet it's 80 percent women to 20 percent male oh yeah um there's a phenomenal in that and well and it's not just, you know, the pretty blonde girls. There's from every Everybody. age, every age and demographic. There, yeah. there, there's, there's seniors doing stuff and all that. And and I find this in my, uh, those who have listened to me on this podcast before, I run a tour company and I get a lot of solo independent travelers. And again, anecdotal numbers, I'm, I, I haven't crunched them, um, but I bet you 70%, 30% female to male solo travelers. They're just... They're getting out and doing it, which is like yep. super cool to see. Um, so it's going to be neat to see this summer, just more of them out and what they're sharing and what they're bringing to the industry. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, now we're all flipping through our pages to see what the next subject is, or if we've missed. <laughs> oh, any, we've got no, we've got. Oh, we've missed a lot. Kingdom Outdoor Products. What's new? Oh yeah, the stuff that yes, what is that? I do. Yeah. The stuff that um, you do. so that's something when I got out so I used to instruct kayaking years and years and years ago. Um, but then I was finding that all the kayaking I was doing was just 
for other people and for I wasn't enjoying it anymore and I wanted to paddle for Alan again and I just I found these little there at the time there were CCAT keychains online and I asked the guy are you a Canadian distributor and he's like no want to be one it's <laughs> just like that <laughs> and he's it, it, it was exactly like that and uh this guy from europe sent me some samples and i kind of um what do you call it when you all sit around the table and you discuss something like not f- network networked it and that you know just Mark, like yeah. showed showed friends and family that these little keychains and and brain brainstormed like how much they'd be in canada and all that and then an idea for a business was born out of uh, uh you know what was a six Six dollar is a six dollar keychain in Canada, um, and I, I've added in to the uh, stable of products over the years. Um, Talic kayak and canoe racks has, has been um, one of the things I've had great success with. Them, one of their, their Canadian dealer, they're out of upstate New York. They make absolutely beautiful um, racks to hang in your garage and stuff. And um, but this year, just with the amount of people that have been getting outdoors and stuff, I've kind of just slipped a little sideways and go more the safety route. Um, I do a lot of night paddling. I love night paddling. Yep. Um, and I've noticed over the years that a lot more people are getting into night paddling. So now I have a, a kayak deck light um, that would work for canoes or stand-up paddle boards as well. Um, Is that the light that you had on when we went that one night? Yep. Yeah. I've got to get one, one of those from you. Okay. You're paying full price. <laughs> Uh, Should have had you bring no, one no discount, no discount for you. No, actually, I'm out of them. I've got a, that one of the things I was meant to do this afternoon. Order place an order with that vendor. Um, but again, it, it's, uh, I'll get uh, uh, screw and deck count compasses. Um, I'm now a Princeton Tech dealer for uh, headlamps, and um, again, uh, they have a, we have a couple of things you can uh, mount them, screw mount onto um, the uh, the kayak deck. Those are more for recreational kayaks and fishing kayaks. Um, paddle leashes, canoe and kayak locks. Um, safety is a big thing now that there's more and more kayaks and canoes getting out into people. more and more kayaks and canoes and more and more demand. And yeah, yeah. So there's going to be more and more theft and yes, safety yep. issues and all that. Exactly. So it went missing um, off my truck. <laughs> one thing that I uh, developed with a uh, a laser metal cutting um, company um, down near London, Ontario, oh, the in the Great fall Lakes. was. Uh, a laser cut steel cut out of the Great Lakes, and that did fantastically well um, through Christmas. And even I shipped uh, two out uh, um, late last week, um, and now people are ordering them in all different sizes and stuff. And, and that's been doing really cool. It's an image I've always liked. If you don't know what we're talking about because you're not around the Great Lakes, just Google Great Lakes image or go to kingdomoutdoor.ca um, to see it there. And it's just a cool image. I, I, the only bumper sticker I have on my car right now is a black, um, you know, um, image of the uh, the Great Lakes. And it, it looks kind of like a Rorschach test or something at first when you look at it. But <laughs> once you clue in what it is, it, it's a really cool image. So I've had great success with that. But um, investing a little more time and uh, into the uh, kind of the safety uh, products and... Um, and, and along with that, um, as I think I mentioned on when I was here in the uh, summer and the early fall, it set up a, a kayak-related Facebook group, Sea Kayak Ontario. Yep. So there's tons of fantastic sharing in that. That that group, I think we're over 800 uh, members now. Yeah. And it's uh, mostly people living in Ontario. There's some people that live in border states and Quebec and other parts of the world as well. Um, but, but it's been 
a really good um, place for people to come and just ask either the smartest question or the stupidest question and get <laughs> real and valid answers, which I found was really missing from a lot of the other social media groups and that where someone would answer something that was. It was just a, the stupidest question ever to somebody who's been in the industry forever. But to that person asking the question, it was a very valid question. Yeah. And a lot of people just weren't getting valuable information. Um, so yeah, so I've been having fun doing that. I, I barely even post on that anymore. The group's running itself with a ton of different people um, contributing to it. So... Take yeah. a lot of moderation time, or is that just no. kind of going smoothly? I've kicked one spammer out, mm -hmm. and I've had to do one post that's like, okay, guys, stop being assholes. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and that's what, from the get-go, is what I set it out for, is to be a community of positivity and sharing, um, first and foremost. Um, there isn't anybody out there that's all beating their chest. I am the best. I am the best. Yeah. Really. That gets um, tiring really fast. It gets tiring and it gets, and then the mods come in and they have to throw down the hammer when they just want to be like sitting back, enjoying it and looking, getting the information out of it. Cause we all yeah. come from different places and have different experiences and, and that, you know, like I'm sure our friend Sean Pedersen of Ontario back, back country camping pulls his hair out every night when he hears the same like three topics just getting rehashed and rehashed and rehashed what, what topics with those by be? the same people <laughs> i'm not going to pull up the topic we all know what the topics are um i have no next week sean yeah, next I, week yeah, show sean Pedersen <laughs> bitching about his say no it um i have no problem with the new member asking a question but don't jump on them when you know it's been asked a thousand times yeah. or when someone's like asking something like or mentioned about the provincial park thing because they've had a new experience with it or whatever it's like there's a way to talk and i find in the last year we've all just kind of we lost our filters i didn't ha i didn't have one <laughs> <laughs> um we have and in the whole the keyboard warrior aspect of yes. everything has just gotten grander and grander and grander and it's time everybody just dials it back a notch or seven. Yeah. Um, Concur. You know, like keep scrolling. You know, I can't say that yeah. enough to people. You see something online in a group you're in or on a page you, or on, on your feed that you don't like, keep scrolling. You don't have to engage. Yeah. There, there's a couple you know? of Facebook groups I'm on and there's a couple of terms that get used, which I absolutely hate. Scroll, 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 like scroll. Portage. Portage. Scroll. Scroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to And then your day got back to normal. You got a little ooh for a second and you scroll past and your day's yeah. back to normal. Like you yeah. don't have to engage. You don't have to let it inflame you. You don't have because to Because the minute you engage That's what the Now all of a sudden you're 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 into it. Yeah. Right? So now instead of that quick little ten second thing now it could be hours by the time you're done that argument. <laughs> and, and, and if it's on a post where it's somebody that's out there beating their chest and being bully, that's what they're looking for because you've just reinforced to a degree their point about why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you're giving them more of a voice. It's like when, like it, it drives me nuts when the media keeps giving people who don't deserve a voice, a voice and social media is the same way. Yeah. Stop giving them a voice. Just don't, don't like it. Don't put a little angry face on it. Yeah. Just scroll on by. Yep. Because they'll go and find someplace else to do it or not do it. 
Well, and also is when you put that little angry face, all of a sudden your timeline fell. Oh, such and such is commented on a poster yeah, following. Yeah, right. You, but, well, you've engaged in some way, yeah. right? Whereas if you just ignore it, that, it's speak, gone that speaks louder than anything it else. It does. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been finding a lot. Of, yeah. You really got to pick and choose your battles on Facebook. And, and I mean, unfortunately, you got to say battles because that's what happens. Yeah. You know, uh, if you can't scroll on by, close Facebook and, and <laughs> walk and, away and well, walk away from the computer. You know, Dimna Hayes, who you've, you've mentioned uh, before on this podcast, who taught me um, my first couple of Paddle Canada programs, said something quite pr- prophetic that I keep in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind sometimes it's like it's just kayaking <laughs> like yeah. we're all here it's like we're yeah. here for fun yeah and i say that in i was in get outside the paddling adventures on episode a five adventure. a paddling adventure that sean mentioned <laughs> last week and forgot to mention i was in episode five I'm sh- my I'm mother my mother that. wants his head on a spike I'm anyway and that's one that. thing that i mentioned when we were crossing Cameron. Cameron Lake is it's like the Trent Severn Waterway is a recreational waterway. Recreation is to have fun. If you're yep. you're out there and you're not having fun anymore, and whether you're actually in the canoe or in the kayak, or you're talking about the canoeing and the kayaking, or thinking about the canoe and the kayaking, when it stops becoming fun, it's time to check yourself and back away from yep. whatever you're doing. Whether it's get off the water and go to shore, or get off the keyboard. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, or, oh get, yeah. Or, or extricate yourself from the conversation. Yeah. Oh, the keyboard and that's what cowboys, I, man, have just get too much sometimes. And that's what I had to do when I was instructing. It just it wasn't fun. I loved instructing. I loved guiding. But it wasn't paddling itself wasn't fun for me anymore because that's all I was doing. I wasn't paddling for Alan in it anymore. Yeah. Um, when it stops becoming fun, step back. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of that. So, and you've done that with your... With your kingdom outdoor and I have, your and it's been fun. It's always been a side. I hate saying hot side hustle because anything you do you should always do it full and well. Um, but it has. It's kept me in the industry. It's kept me, you know, um, talking to people that maybe I'd lose touch with. Um, it lets me see neat stuff. It lets me go to some of the paddle centric trade shows. Um, not Canucopia, but like the ones where the buyers go and, uh, and buy their stuff yeah. at oh, yeah. Oklahoma oh, City yes. and yeah. Madison and that, which is super fun. Um, and it gives me write-offs. <laughs> that's, that's what, <laughs> as much as you love kayaking, it's all about yeah. the tax exemptions. <laughs> oh, and, and it's true. Like I've got customers in Florida because of going down there on holiday and, yep. you know, bringing samples with me and stopping in to see Russell Farrow and at Sweetwater Kayaks in St. Petersburg or Frank down in Key Largo, you know, it's like, boom. And all of a sudden, just <laughs> part of the trip is <laughs> a business trip. Gotta Expense. like that. Yeah. Uh, Revenue of- Canada, my name is Derek Spetch. S-P-E-C-H-T. I live in Bowmanville and work at the Quickie Mart. Uh, speaking of Get Outside a Paddling Adventure, it is on uh, Bell 5 TV 1 right now. And next week, we're hoping to have Ben Stacy on. He was the one that, that did the he Trent Severn yeah. with me. Uh, he's actually supposed to be camping up north at New Lake, but he says he will have uh, some um, cell phone service. So... 
Uh, hopefully we can get on there. Uh, what are you pointing to there, Jen? Sh- Sean was like staticky through that conversation because me and Derek are like looking and pointing at stuff. Uh, we didn't. Did we cover the very first thing on our piece of paper? Not yet. Oh, okay. So we're doing the first thing I, last. Yeah, I yes. don't put everything on Remember the- when we talked wow. about stepping away from things when it's not being fun anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I gotta to, go home. I'm to step away. Alan's <laughs> stepping away because we've, we've, tonight's, tonight's his, his list of things we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, doing it in order. All over the board. <laughs> Alan will be under the table in the fetal oh, position. We also didn't talk about something we oh, usually talk yeah. about quite early. So Sean messaged me and he's like, do you want to talk about like kayaking and all sorts of other stuff? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm like, what time? He's like, eight, bring beer. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. I got to come and do your thing for free and pay to do it. Um, <laughs> yes. So I so stopped So if you want to be a guest on our show. <laughs> you want to be a guest on your show, come to Ajax, bring beer. That's right. Um, so tonight we are drinking Old Credit Brewing Company, which is in my neighborhood of Port Credit in Mississauga. And we are drinking a Pale Pilsner and an Amber Ale. And Both they're iced that aged since 1994. Is that when they were made? I have no idea what iced aged means, but I think, I think it's company, marketing words. Yeah, that company's been in operation since 94. Well, since 1994, that's a given. But why ice aged? Good question. Because mm. they kept them on ice that long? That's a damn old beer. I know. It's just like whiskey, maybe. It was good, though. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, they were both good. And given that they're in my neighborhood, I think it's the first time I've tried them. I may have tried them at a local Shame bar or you. something, but yeah. no, I enjoyed it. No, and, uh, they are good. The so, imagery on the can is pretty neat with the big old uh, like triple-masted sailing ship. Old Credit Brewing Company. Yeah. We'll have to give them a shout-out on uh, when we post this episode. Okay, I thought and, you were going to say, I thought you were going to say on the podcast, I'm like, Sean, we're doing that right now. We're doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I cut it out, we didn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, getting back to before you guys started worrying me that I missed something. Uh, yeah, we're going to have Ben Stacy on next week and we're going to talk about uh, our little thingy. And I think we're looking at doing a live YouTube thing with the whole crew of Get Outside a Paddling Adventure on March... Two, 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 two weeks from now. 14th? Sunday, March 14th, 7 till... We are? I think so. Well, not you. That's this weekend. Yeah, is that, is that this weekend? What do you mean, not you? He was a guest on that show. I don't I don't know. Did Ben say anything to you about nope, it? Nope. What about you? No. See? I had more you. screen time than him. Yeah. Than Derek. <laughs> screen, they're fighting over the screen time. Now. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, I had more screen time than both of you, I think. <laughs> first I heard of it. Anyway, that's that's in the works. It isn't uh, 100%, but that looks like it's going to happen. We'll uh, post information about that. Uh, so who would be on that? Because technically it was just you two and everybody else was crew. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and how, what, how, how long is it for? From 7 till when? 7 till 9, I think. So 7 till 9 is 2 hours, 120 minutes. The show itself is 7 episodes. Yeah. From about 12 to about 22 minutes. Are you guys going to talk about the show longer than the actual show I think we might ask que- answer questions, too. Oh, okay. All right. I, I don't know yet. I was just right. told this. I'm trying to It'll be give YouTube people a heads up. Thing? L- right. Yeah, L- YouTube Live. Okay. YouTube Live. <laughs> that's it. This is the last time Alan's here. So that's in two weekends. <laughs> no. No, I think it's this weekend. The this 14th. weekend. Yeah. Oh, on the 14th. What else the 14th, is going on this the 14th. weekend? What else is going on this weekend? Well, funny you should mention, Alan. 
segue item, back to the very first item. We item number talk about. one that you're so worried I was going to miss. <laughs> oh, we ran out of time. Sorry. Are you presenting? <laughs> we could have even mentioned that earlier when we were talking about Kudukopia. Why didn't when we? you actually went? I to totally Kudukopia. didn't segue then because you skipped onto something else. You guys are well, all we were talking all about over the place. We were talking about occasion back then. We weren't talking about yeah. See. Yeah, See, okay. we are All keeping right. the the interview on you. This is a fireside chat. As it, it has no be. agenda. That's right. Worth the fire. Yeah, I see an OnlyFans down there. But there's <laughs> a fan. There's a fan down there. <laughs> Alan had his foot on it and said he was on OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, please don't Google it. Don't, don't Google it. Google it. Because if you see Alan on it, <laughs> you will. <laughs> Anyway, add, what's add going on this weekend? What's going on this weekend? <laughs> Topic change. Segway. So this weekend, <laughs> Canoe Copia, March 12th to 14th. Uh, it's a virtual show this year. Uh, tickets. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> Alan keeps hitting the microphone. <laughs> Sound like it was. That's not the first time. Uh, virtual show this year. Tickets $15 for the full three days. You can get more information on Canoe Copia and tickets at canoecopia.com. And John Van Berger is hosting a panel discussion on Sunday at 1 p.m., Real World Safety. And the panel will be Kevin Callan, Chris DeMartineau, and Scott Oath. Um, I think that's about it. John's moderating a thing on safety? Yeah. Yes. Isn't he like the biggest well, klutz we know? He's, he, he does the first aid stuff. Didn't he, he, does he, need, the first, s- didn't he, he need first aid at... Past canoe yeah, copier or quiet like one. No, the winter. The winter, the winter camping, camping, the winter camping thing. Yeah. He needed first aid yeah. attention. Yeah. Now he's moderating. He's leading by safety. example. Okay. Yes. All right. okay. He's but, showing you what not to do. Okay. <laughs> That's scary shit. Um, <laughs> so they're doing it all virtual this year. It's going to be pretty much a lot of the same speakers that have yep. showed up before. And the good thing, you're 15 bucks. You don't have to be sitting there live for it all, all three days. Is They're going to have it up for, I think, 60 or 90 days after as well. That long? I think so, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I think, I think that's what I saw Darren Because there's a lot some, of presentations. There's a ton. So, yeah. and, and one thing that Darren said to me, he and I were emailed back and forth last week, was that this is awesome. This year, I'll actually have to... I'll actually be able to watch some of the presentations. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Well, and that's the conversation we just had about the Quiet Adventure Symposium is we're either at the booth recording guests for the podcast or like last year I gave a presentation. Right. So we're missing half the show. Mm-hmm. Derek got to see stuff last year. I disappeared for 40 minutes and I bought a paddle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there. Okay. Take a run around. See everything. Caitlin Come disappeared back. and bought a bunny rabbit. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but yes. that was at the end though. Oh, was it at the yeah, end? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Well, I didn't even get to go see the rabbits last She year, talked but. about that on something recently. What was it on? I think it was on one of her own little, she does, uh, so Caitlin Evanson, she does the fiddle work with Jerry Vandiver. Um, she does a live stream, but every second Thursday or something, I think on her yeah. Instagram and somebody had asked a question, but wait, and she told me, she's like, she went up thinking like this, like beautiful rabbit was going to be like hundreds or thousands of dollars. And the lady's like $40. And she's just like, okay, that's $40. That's not what I was expecting. And <laughs> then, you know, from... Central Michigan down in Tennessee, twelve-hour drive. She had a bunny rabbit on her lap, so. <laughs> and it wasn't one of the big ones that I was kind of hoping to get. <laughs> Rabbits for pet or meat? Yeah, because I remember the first year you weren't there. The first year, no, I missed the first year. You missed the first yeah. year, and then the second year we were out there, and because Mike 
Burns came with us. Yeah. It's like, and we're sitting there in the middle going, going let's start a fight. <laughs> hey, how much per pound? <laughs> how long do I cook that one for? <laughs> we would have been lynched right there, man. <laughs> Can you dress this for me? I'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> Let me go to the, the ATM there, grab a couple bucks. How many will that one feed? <laughs> but there, I mean, Kevin Callan told the story at the uh, Quiet Water there. Uh, he actually had to catch... Um, a van from the airport with the head judge or something like that of the, oh, yeah. oh my of the God. whole rabbit I think I remember that story. thing. And he started asking like silly questions and the guy was, no, that does not. And the dude was like straight laced and proper. He's a judge. He should be. Well, and Kevin. And Kevin is, well, Kevin. Kevin. And he says it did not go over well. And I said, yes, because we needed to be there to help you out. Which breed makes the best stew? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, Alan, let's see. Canoe Copia, get outside, kayaks, International Women's Day, wetsuits and dry suits, do, 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 do. Uh, Alcation, Kingdom Outdoor Products. Did I miss anything? John Van Berger smells. Sean should have his shave his beard, and Derek has a new phone. This yeah. is a good opportunity to do some editing. Yeah, uh, so if Derek, what yeah. do you have, a Galaxy what what? A... 21 or S21. Okay, so if S21. anybody knows the IPX rating of a Galaxy S21, feel free to uh, drop it in the comments below. <laughs> I, I I will get it wet. It it, it will happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no, the ga- the Galaxies and the Sony's were even ahead of, ahead of the iPhones as far as yeah. their uh, their waterproofness. Mm-hmm. Water resistant. None of them ever say waterproof. But the only water opening is water resistant. The, uh, the only opening that you can open is where the, the charger put, cable. Well, the or the actual physically enter the inside of it is where the chip goes. Right. Otherwise, it's all sealed. Right. Yeah, because yeah. like my iPhone, which I I have uncovered when I'm out paddling, um, if I get water in the charging port and I plug the car into it, a little warning comes up saying you know unplug because it's mm-hmm. or I think it doesn't doesn't do the connection, so you you don't fry your phone, but um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually excited about this phone because I uh, I broke my other one in October, November. I I it dropped. You it. lasted all winter with that screen. Well, see, I've got a work phone too. Oh, so I've been using my work okay. phone, but yeah, it, I dropped it in the parking lot going to work, and I got mad. I was in a bad mood, and I kicked it across the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the whole thing about not having fun anymore and stepping back? <laughs> Apparently you're supposed to kick your freaking phone across the parking lot. He stepped back, took a run, run and then kicked it. It, it was kind of cathartic. <laughs> oh, it felt good. I, te- I texted Derek last week something silly. I forget what it was. I didn't hear from him for about three days. And then he sends me a picture on, I think, Facebook Messenger of his TV and his text messages up on his, like... 57 inch TV and then also a picture of his screen cracked <laughs> on the TV well I can only my screen doesn't do you work. need a new TV Derek no no like, <laughs> no TV's because fine. he can beam it to the TV to view whatever's on his phone on I can only TV. use my phone when it's connected to the TV because the screen doesn't work anymore right yeah 
<laughs> so what's funny is you have I don't to, mean to laugh, but I'm laughing anyway. <laughs> I have to mirror it on the TV and then I have to guess where I'm touching on the screen on my phone. It's like, oh, wrong icon. Okay, so exit out, hit the other area up an inch. <laughs> Dear mom. <laughs> oh no, you can't type on it. I, I've, I've, uh, I've connected a, Probably a keyboard. glass sliver than your finger if you try it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh... But right. anyway, the, just a serious note back to the phone. That can up your game when you're out on the water this year. I know you don't like yeah. bringing your phone, but now you've got a kick-ass camera because the galaxies have good cameras. Yes, that's what and I with hear. the waterproofness. That's what I hear. So, I, I've only had it for a day. Right. So. So still time to break it is what you're saying. Was it a day? Was it Monday night? When did I text you? It was last night. Sure. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's well, got a great memory. Today's to Thursday. Yeah. It's actually Tuesday. <laughs> today's Tuesday, but it's actually Thursday. <laughs> Hell, and we lose an hour this coming weekend, and I'm do not even do? sure what day it is. Yeah, I think it's this weekend. Daylight? Was it daylight saving time this week? Oh, I saw right. something, but I've got a lot of UK people on my Facebook and stuff too, So, and they usually do Spring it forward, fall back. Spring forward, yeah. so we lose an hour, but we get more daylight yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. However that works. So when I'm on the Xbox... In the living room, that sun that's coming through the back window right in my eyes, it's going to be worse now. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> awesome. I, uh, Daylight savings time, spring 2021. <laughs> oh my God, he did that on the freaking air. It's March 14th at 2 a.m. I already <laughs> yeah. had it. Oh, that's Sunday. Thank yeah. you there, Siri or whoever <laughs> yeah. you talk to. Awesome. Well, alrighty, Alan. <laughs> you got anything else this week? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Can we go now? <laughs> Derek, anything else? I've got nothing. Well, alrighty. If you want to find out more about Oh, us, no, I do have one thing. What? What's going on with Derek's sailboat? What sailboat? You guys haven't talked about that in months. Well, it's because it got turfed in the garbage. Is it all gone now? It's all gone. Oh, yeah. no. Even the ballast. The so ballast? The ballast. The keel's still in my yard. It's, it's like, I don't know what to do with it. I can't. You had snow. You could have, like, too... slid it out. I never had snow this year. Don't you have an SUV? You yeah. didn't have snow this year? Now, what I have to, I'm gonna have to put some kind of rail system in it. It's it's like two thousand pounds. <laughs> we'll get it. Come along. We'll get it. I got one in my garage. Let's go now. Let's go do it. Night let's, mission. Let's steal it. Put Night it in the neighbor's mission. lawn. <laughs> I did drill a hole through it and put a chain through it so I can tow it out. Okay. <laughs> it's it's ready to go. I just gotta figure out. Where to take it? Let's tow it to the curb, then watch all on garbage night, then watch all the scrappies <laughs> try to get in the back of their pickup They're truck. They're fighting over it. <laughs> we'll just set up a Facebook Live camera to watch it. <laughs> okay, that and that and that was actually on my list. It wasn't on their was list. It? Was, was it on a, your list? I, I put it on Derek Silvoat. <laughs> Did I miss that? No, no, I didn't put it on your list. Oh, I just put it okay. on my own list. <laughs> Are you sure that's all now? It was actually built here in Ajax. Yes, we know. <laughs> no, the sailboat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. It's the end of the show now. We're going. Thanks, Alan, for coming. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That was fun. Oh, pleasure's all yours, buddy. Uh, <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream the episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Or you can go to the episode page at Paddling Adventures Radio and listen to all our episodes. 
If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. Alan, seriously, thanks for coming by tonight and talking kayaking. Appreciate it, buddy. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks it always is. Me. Yeah, thanks for bringing beer. <laughs> Next time, bring more. Yes. <laughs> I want to thank everybody. And to for all those who listened tonight all the way through, thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, all, it's all Alan's fault. The HR department's trying to get in. Yes, I see that. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. And I'm we'll Alan Drummond. See you next Drummond. time. <laughs>